Enough with embrace debate. Pointless yelling at each other on ESPN and Fox. Yet very little actual content. It's time for a change. A voice from the fan. For the fan. The most compelling topics in sports. All covered here. This is Corbett's Corner. All right, welcome in Corbett's Corner. Been a while since I've had some company in the Zoom box. Nice to get him back here. We've got Al Dawson. We've got an all Minneapolis tri box here for Corbett's Corner. Uh, so Al Dawson, of course, and then how about Greg Weber returning as well, but we're going to get his baseball insight from just a kind of sports talk perspective. And Greg, let's get your credentials, man. D1 pitcher, lefty specialist. Um, first, a little bit about your career high school to where you are now as a pitching coach in college. And then also, wow, we've got Freddie, Eddie Quartz is a surprise entrance here. Um, but yeah, Greg, a little bit about yourself and then give us the most famous Bradley alum that you played with that are currently in the minors or excuse me the majors okay yeah uh so i uh, grew up just north of the twin cities uh suburb of minneapolis i went to fridley high school uh was recruited uh by bradley went to a, a midwest showcase and w- was exposed to some illinois schools so got to go to bradley from there uh play played at the uh at dozer park i guess it is now for yeah. uh, four years with bradley uh, was a lefty reliever primarily uh, out of the bullpen. Uh, great experience, though. Uh, after college, I just started coaching some club ball uh, that I had uh, been exposed to and played with uh, growing up, and that kind of propelled me into uh, a college coaching opportunity at McAllister College now. So yeah. that's a very cool opportunity for me, and, yeah, it works well, and I'm able to stay around the game. So Incredible, yeah, and you get to kind of grow – uh, the youth as you were successive in your college career um, most famous people you played with that are currently in the majors yeah yeah a buddy of mine Mike Talkman, uh, outfielder sure. for the Giants now uh, played for the Yankees for a handful of years uh, and uh, came up with the Rockies but yeah he's uh, a buddy of mine and uh, still uh, most recently made a couple of home run stealing catches one off sure. uh, the Albert Pujols so it's always cool to see Braves doing well in the bigs. Yeah, definitely. So the Bradley Brave himself, Greg Weber, and of course, a wild Eddie Courts. So we've got some great baseball minds in here. That's what we're going to get to. I've been kind of watching from afar. We're back to 162. It's, you know, it's still mushing together. You've got a couple of teams that are in the hunt that have negative run differential. Um, but we're going to talk about two slumping teams here. The Twins, who find themselves the doormat of the AL Central, and the Cardinals have gone one and nine in their last 10. Um, and that was after buying back-to-back off seasons, right? You go after Goldschmidt off to a second straight season with a slow start. Uh, and then you get Nolan Arenado has been fine, but what's it led to 33 and 33. Um, okay. So let's get to this. Uh, I'm Eddie. We're both Cardinals fans. We've got a pair of Cardinal fans and a pair of twins fans. Uh, I'm getting complacent. We won in 06. We won in 11. It's been 10 years since. We've made playoff appearances. Mike Matheny was just like a six years of a blue ball. Like he, he, he was getting us there, but he wasn't smart enough to actually get us over the top. We were just left with a little bit of taste of uh, that series against Boston when we had John Lackey's white teeth staring at us, uh, but we couldn't get it done in the end. Um, but Fred, what have been your thoughts about the season so far? We're sitting 500, but not only that, we're fourth in a relatively mushed NL Central. 
it's tough, honestly. Consistency, the consistency at the plate is very difficult for the birds and their starting rotation. How is Carlos Martinez still a starter in this league? That's what I want to know. I know he went decent the other night against the Cubs, but yeah, I think he, I think he let up like nine runs in the first inning the other week. So, I mean, it's kind of tough when he's in the rotation. And then, I mean, you got guys like relievers like Gant throwing in the starting five. I mean, you, when do you mix in Oviedo and these young guys from AAA? What's been so disappointing for me has been watching other guys that we have traded away to give guys like Harrison Bader shots to get rid of a Luke Voigt, and all of a sudden he's the stud of New York. Um, yeah, as a Cards fan, like Dexter Fowler, we signed him, and all of a sudden we're still paying him 14 mil to not play for us this year. You know, bad contracts and just questionable player retention. So John Mozeliak, who kicked himself upstairs and then made another GM kind of take over the frontal duties. I mean, again, he's the accolades are there, and I don't want to get selfish, but uh, Greg, what have you seen in the Cardinals kind of complacent 33 and 33 start in a crowded NL Central? I don't know. It's it's you can argue it's early and all of this sort of thing, but. I mean, he's right. I see the same problem in the Twins organization. When you run out Carlos Martinez, Randy Dobnik, those are results you're going to get, you know. Um, it, it, you would like to think the, the, the Cardinals are a winning organization. They're a prestigious organization. They, they put out a good product. Um, but, yeah, 33 and 33 probably isn't cutting it for most Cardinals fans and most people in that front office and, uh, and, and on the field, so the rise and fall of Carlos Martinez. He went from a young dude with nasty stuff, gets a contract, and all of a sudden he's hanging around us during rehab starts at CAMS. If Carlos Martinez is going to CAMS, I mean, something's up with him. He's never been the same since. Um, Al, when the Reds are ahead of the Cardinals and Luis Castillo has over a six and a half earned run average, is that a sign that your franchise is doing well this year? Uh, I would say that's a sign that they're struggling. I mean, about the Reds, too, they got uh, Sonny Gray, who's been on the IL for most of the season, and the Reds are still finding ways to get results. But I don't know. Uh, That Central started off weird because the Cubs were pretty poor to start, and then they've hit a little bit of a hot streak lately. So who knows? I wouldn't count the Cardinals out yet, though. It is early, and I've got some thoughts on the Twins that we'll get here, too. As You know, it's still early, too, and you've got one game behind Detroit, but it's not crazy to think the Twins' sample size, they've been struck by some bad luck. The offense has been there. The pitching has just not been. But, um, Eddie, watching the Cubs sell this offseason, people are crying their eyes out, and still somehow they're uh, near the top of near the top of the division and not only just smacking us recently in that divisional series. I mean, what do you think about Craig Kimbrell? I mean, he has just been lights out this year. Yeah, honestly, uh, I, I think they're. I think the Cubs try to sell him at the trade deadline and just get value. Yeah, I mean, they could still be well, doing that. You can sell him for high and get a nice return for him if he keeps pitching like he is right now. I mean, you think he has to be on the block come trade deadline time? Yeah, and we'll get to whether both our teams are buyers or sellers, and I think. Probably both of us leaning towards the latter, but Greg is a former pitcher. The Brewers, I'm looking at them, and they're beating me with Colton Wong, Omar Navarez, Travis Shaw. I mean, the list goes on, but then you flip it to the pitching rotation, and it's just guy after guy with nasty stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, some of these relievers that they're running out there, it's it's insane the numbers they're putting up. I mean, they're in a, they're in a game right now, zero zero in the tenth because I'm sure the staff is keeping them in the game. And uh, I mean, it, it's nice to see, but it's tough for Cardinals and Cubs fans because there's another team in the division that uh, can beat you. And what they're leading the division right now by a game two, maybe something yeah. like that. And again, it's like it's like the Brewers, Reds, Cubs, Cardinals have just been in an utter slosh fest, and maybe the Reds and the Pirates kind of subbed up uh, at the beginning of last decade. Okay, let's get Twins' thoughts out. What what has been this disaster this year? You can't really complain that the Polads didn't spend money because they did with Josh Donaldson, et cetera, but did they spend it in the wrong places? The pitching rotation has been a disaster, <clears throat> specifically overpaying the bullpen, and Colome has been, you know, my goodness, right. one of the worst disasters ever. Yeah, he struggled uh, terribly at the beginning of this year. Rodgers has had his slumps um, where he's given up runs um, more often than not a home run. And um, like we were talking about the other day, that Andrelton Simmons signing was not one of the best moves that they made. And the starting pitching has been just bad. Kent Maeda second. He was a runner out for the Cy Young last year. And mm-hmm. he, uh, I think he's got like a 5.6 ERA. And he's two and two and just not doing well. And Jay Happ, what is going on with him? I just looked. <laughs> They're down 4 0, second inning, no outs. Like, how is he still Dyson? I looked, I could, I didn't even recognize him. I thought my dad was on the mound, yeah. Um, but yeah, good old J dot a um, Greg. Yeah. So in terms of Andrelton Simmons, like fine defensive player and he's a plus average war, which Carlos Martinez cannot say the same for on the other side of things, but you know, an OPS hovering at six thirty is just not going to get it done. Um, and you paid 10 mil for it. So I asked you the question, I think the twins could get, you know, it, it's been bad so far, we're what uh, it's a third of the way into the season, not even. And you know, you could get to third place. Is that good enough? Would you look to flip an Andrelton Simmons to make, not make it a disastrous one year, multi-million dollar year in the tens of million dollars and not at least get a prospect flipped in return. Yeah. Giving a guy five figures or uh, excuse me, eight figures like that. um, It is not something you want to do um, and get this minimal of a return. You knew what you're getting to an extent, you know, a plus plus defender, I would argue uh, in in his prime at least. Um, But, but you know, the, right. The, the OBP, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't hit for extra bases, bottom line. He, he, he's not getting it done in that aspect. I think he's a flip candidate. You know, there, there's a handful of guys on this roster. Cause you got a Ryaz, you know, yeah. Yeah, even Luis Nick Gordon, there's guys you can plug and I play. Mean, right, right. There's guys coming up in the minors. You'll have Royce Lewis hopefully back next year sometime um, to, to fill these holes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if if they don't turn this around in a, in a big way, in somewhat of a hurry, you know, we're primarily a sell candidate in my mind. Yeah. Um, Eddie, are you overreacting about the Cardinals? I, I, I'm seeing the negative run differential. I'm seeing Jack Flaherty on the IL close to that all-star break. Pitching has been a disaster, and I'm going to throw some names at you. Um, why did we sign Miles Michaelis? I know he's been injured, but why did we do that? What is he, uh, pitch one game? 
<laughs> I literally, and it was a what did he do in the past two years that we got him? Uh, we gave up uh, Adelis Garcia, Luke Voigt. How about Patrick Wisdom? Uh, people forget he was in the Cardinal system. Now he's raking for our rivals, albeit he was with Texas before that. He's kind of been lost in the system. Randy Arozarena obviously came on in the World Series, traded him away. And oh, yeah, the ace of the Marlins, Sandy Alcantara. Uh, wish we could have had him back, not for a fart and a half of Marcelo Zuna. Oh, uh, <laughs> my God. Sandy Alcantara, um, former Chiefs, saw him strike out 14. Chiefs he was gassing like 99 back at single A. Yes. Um, Goldschmidt, we signed up. The Carpenter, I, Matt Carpenter I, is still a forever Cardinal for me. I love him, but he's been a disaster lately. He's going to get unceremoniously shipped off. Goldschmidt, my God. I mean, if you don't pick it up again, all of a sudden I'm looking and we're still paying you 25 mil for the next three years. What, what are we doing while Luke Voigt is out producing you on the other side of the league? Um, you, you can't play. You can't play Matt Carpenter in the field. He is an absolute liability. There's a routine ground ball last night up the middle, and he it just went off his foot. Like no glove at all. I'm like, buddy, what? Come on, Carp. are you kidding me? And then I think, I mean, Randy Rosarena getting rid of him. I think I'd rather get rid of Bader than Rosarena. Yeah, we we hung on the Bader and DeYoung. I mean, DeYoung was. I mean, he was great. He was almost Rookie of the Year. I think when Bellinger won it. He's been disaster. He's about to lose his job to Edmundo Sosa. Um, speaking of all the Peoria Chiefs products just coming out. All right, let's wrap up MLB talk with some predictions here. Uh, excuse me, Al Dawson, Greg Weber, Eddie Kortz. I'm going White Sox, Dodgers. Give me the White Sox. As, as much as I hate to see old dude Tony Larusa first year back and, you know, just doing things his own way, that team's raw. Uh, they're destroying it, and the, the Yankees are leaving the door open, right? Are the Rays going to get back there? Athletics look good, but I think the White Sox have the most talent up and down in terms of pitching rotation with that veteran depth and then uh, that young-ass roster. Floor is open to anyone. Well, I can go after you, Dill. That was actually my preseason prediction. I had the White Sox-Dodgers with the Dodgers winning it all. Okay. Um, Dodgers hit a little rough patch in there. I, I might have to flop over to uh, White Sox Padres. Really? Yeah. I think the Padres will catch some heat. Um, I just love their offense and pitching rotation. They're pretty solid. Yeah, Giants have definitely been making some noise too, but I think it's a little bit of early noise. Dodgers are still hanging around, and they're yeah. still the Dodgers. Greg, any picks for you? Yeah, you know, I I hate to say it, and I'm a sucker for it, but don't sleep on the Yankees. They will, yeah, yeah. they will come around. They will produce. I just checked. They're going off at 12 to one right now, folks. They are always buyers at the trade deadline. They are. Well, don't sleep. It could happen. It could happen. Um, the NL West, it's coming out of the NL West. I got to think. Uh, Great. Padres Dodgers. It, it, they're fantastic to watch. They're saving baseball. They're bringing fringe fans into the sport. Fernando Tatis, flip your bat as high as you can. We love it. I'll back Tatis. I'll go with the Dodgers. Dodgers, Yankees. Uh, Dodgers get it done. Or, okay. I, I'm sorry, Padres. Yankees. Pod, Padres, Yankees. Yeah, Tatis Padres getting, getting traded Padres. there midseason. That would yeah, Padres, Yankees. Padres over the Yankees in the World Series. Fernando Tatis with your back. I agree with you on the Yankees. Don't ever count them out. Um, and then I, I've got a future on the Braves, and I don't count them out yet in a weekend at least in terms of value. 
but who knows? They remember they were up. What was it? Three, one, three, two on the Dodgers last year before they caved away and then gave away to the eventual champs. Uh, any, uh, Eddie round us home here on the MLB. Anyway, I think, uh, the NL East is an absolute shit show. Whoever comes out of there oh, yeah. is bounce first round. Uh, oh yeah. I like, I actually like the giants. I think they're sneaky. I've been able to watch a couple games on the old MLB.tv. And I actually like what they have. It's, you don't really see like a lot of star power there, but it's just more role players just getting the job done. I feel like maybe they have some, I don't, I don't look at their prospects, but I'm sure they have some solid ones up in this system considering they don't really have any big name players right now. I wouldn't say. And isn't this, uh, it's kind of a mix of, yeah, these young guys really making a return on their investment and then the windling years. Uh, Buster Posey's having a great year, by the way. Yes. My God, I got him in fantasy in one of my other leagues and he's been a godsend. Um, but Brandon Crawford, is it Brandon Belt still there? I think he's still kicking around. Maybe not. Beautiful. Um, thing. But yeah. on the AL side, I got the Rays. I think I think the Rays are disgusting. I don't know yeah. what it is about them. They just seem to crank out dubs. And if they can control the AL East this year, I don't, I don't see them having any problem finding their way back to the World Series. Glass now. I just saw the uh, report that he's got a partially torn UCL. And he blamed the sticky substance. Greg, this is actually a really good question for you as a pitcher. How rampant was this? I mean, was it at the college level? Because all of a sudden, Major League Baseball has been acting like you weren't pitching. Even Adam Wainwright's coming out and saying, yeah, I did it in 2019, I, you know, when I had a 5-6 ERA. It wasn't for me. Um, is this a prominent thing in the sport? It's definitely something that's around, whether it's young kids. Oh, they're doing it. Let me see what it is. Let me, you know, buy the $20 spider tack online, give it yeah. a try, whatever. Yes, maybe it allows you to create more, you know, revolutions on your ball, but it's going to be tough to control. And I got to believe it's rampant throughout, you know, the minors and the big leagues to an extent. It's just who's the best at hiding it. Yeah, Spider Tech was the common name. And then the funny thing about Glass now was he was saying that he used sunscreen. I was like, how the hell did that help? Yeah, it's uh, a uh, sunscreen combined with rosin, slightly rubbed okay, it on your skin, okay. and then slap rosin on your arm, and that creates a very tacky. Crazy. All right, uh, let's talk some puck. Wild go down. We'll get Al's thoughts about that shortly. Um, Vegas, my God, that's been my pick from here on out. And all of a sudden, I'm watching the abs go up 2 nothing. Uh, how's that gone since Eddie who's winning it I've got Vegas over the aisles Vegas is gonna shit pump the Canadians did you see that oh, yeah. first game yesterday oh, Vegas yeah. is so much faster they're so much better in their defensive zone and their goaltending I mean Marc-Andre Fleury looked very good last night and I would say the guy on the other side Carey Price who's been unstoppable the last six games kind of looked yeah. like shit he couldn't even track the puck on one of the goals I mean, Vegas is buzzing right now. I think the Tampa Bay and Islanders series is going to be an absolute dogfight. I wouldn't be surprised if that one goes seven as yeah. it's evened up 1-1 tonight. So we'll see about that one. Yeah, no, no doubt. Of course, the Lightning, the defending champs too, and Pat Maroon trying to go, uh, what, three-peat, right, for the Stanley right. Cup. Uh, so obviously Vegas took, uh, were taken 2-7 by the Minnesota Wild. Future's bright. And I alluded to this, but it was just too little, too short here. Kaprizov, the future's there. Uh, you wild fan, Greg, Al, you got to be loving this. Al, we'll give the floor to you. Yeah, I mean, Kirill, the thrill is just uh, so much fun to watch. He can do so much. He can change a game just with the puck on his stick. 
But as far as that series went with Vegas, um, just couldn't rely on the one guy. Um, he didn't really produce until game five, I believe it was, or six even, when he scored his first goal. Um, Eric Sinek looked okay, but I think um, what hurt us is, like you're saying, Vegas is just so big, so fast. Um, just got a match there. Uh, goaltending was actually solid, just yeah. not as good as Vegas's. Um, and then you already kind of brushed on this, but watching those first six games of the Avalanche, it kind of looked like who was going to beat them. And then Vegas right. got one, and then uh, table turned, and now Vegas just looks like they're the team to beat. Certainly. Greg, is the future of the franchise in Minneapolis possibly the brightest for the Minnesota wild currently, you know, you'd like to think that way. Um, you know, if I'm the the front office, if I'm Garen this, this off season, hopefully he still has a job, uh, you know, in right. the coming weeks, um, I'm asking Kirill Kaprizov this off season, two questions, how long, how much? And I say, you know, the less you take, the better guys we can bring in around you. And we'd love to make a, a Stanley cup contender here. So yeah, you know, get, get it wrapped up before next year. You don't want to take him to the end of the contract and get into disputes. And now he's walking. Um, we'll see who we lose in the uh, expansion draft. I have a sneaking suspicion. We lose a goalie, um, Kakinen and Talbot. I think the wild probably lose a goalie in that draft. Um, it's possible maybe Dumba see who they protect, but there's, there's a couple options there, but you got a top 10 in the NHL player in, in Kareel. So it's, uh, it'll be fun to watch him play. I think one of the most fascinating stories that is talked about, certainly locally, but, you know, hockey barely makes the national headlines nowadays that, so this would not even scratch it. What is going on with Parisi and the wild is one of the most confusing things ever. You know, a guy that's just, you, you got local media like counting for him and it's just complete rift with the front office in him. You gave it on, I mean, this was before I have a hockey fan. You gave him an unprecedented contract. You know, what What was it, a dozen years? My God, he's still got four or five left. Yeah, it was 11 or 12 for 99 or something like that. Eddie, provide some insight for the layman's here on what's going on with this situation with Parisi and the Minnesota Wild. I'm pretty sure that I've been reading a couple articles here and I'm seeing that he's having disagreements with like the new management that's in place. He had this agreement like set up with the old management. Obviously right. they gave him his contract, but Bill Guerin's like, I mean, fuck that. I mean, if we can trade you and get value back, cause obviously, I mean, I like him as a player. I mean, he was, he's obviously on the decline because yeah. I think what he had not even 40 points this year. I don't even know, but I mean, I think he's playing third line. He's not even with the top unit. Healthy scratch. Yeah, he's been scratch. a healthy – he was like a healthy exactly. scratch 10 games before the the playoffs. And he was a healthy him. scratch in the playoffs, yeah. And then he played some hard minutes, and they still wouldn't put him out there on power plays and shit. It was crazy. Um, I think Kaprizov is the future of that team, and I love Jonas Brodin on the back end with Dumba, yeah. and I think Suter maybe has two more, two or three more good years. And if Talbot was good for agency somebody, signing, right, in goal. I think, yeah. I think the Wild gets somebody this offseason, a big name. I think they can make a serious run next year. I think they have the talent. Watching Kaprizov skate, it is unbelievable. His edge work is beautiful. 
Um, so we uh, certainly have an interesting offseason ahead for the Minnesota Wild. Um, and I will say, you mentioned the new regime came in, and they've actually been making smart decisions. So that's why it's like, ah, the old regime, we love Parisi. You know, it's hard to see this guy get treated this way. But you also got to compliment what's been happening with these new guys and put in the position where the franchise is at. Um, okay, let's wrap up Corbett's Corner with the U.S. Open. Uh, Tory Pines, we're heading out to San Diego. Any thoughts here? We've got four resident golfers here. We were actually just out West Oregon. How about that? Uh, <laughs> Carded the DNF on one of those. Uh, 106 the next day. I'm going Spieth here. Former champ. Uh, won it, what? It's been a while. He's getting hammered down. The comeback's been real. Getting back in the winner's circle, but then also competing in multiple, not only multiple tournaments week to week, but also major championships too. He's getting steamed all the way down. I got him at 20 to one. I think it's going to be American. I think it's been that way the last six years. I said that same way about the PGA championship. It ended up being Phil. Any thoughts here? We'll start with uh, by handicap, Eddie Quartz. Uh, I'm on my boy Xander Shoffley, T2 in January at Torrey. So I'm expecting similar, obviously the weather's different, but I mean, I think he's very familiar with the area. He's my pick for this week and my survivor pool that I'm in. Mm. But honestly, I don't hate Phil as a sleeper because his game is in tune. And I mean, I mean, he could get a seventh, second place. It's possible. Sure. No, I'm not out of it. Al, who you got? Are you in a big tourney? Um, I got a little DK drafting going. Yeah, I'll throw an in. Want me to read you in my lineup after you get make your pick? <laughs> Birds um, win. Let's go. Uh, the guy that I got winning it is uh, John Rom. Okay, chalk. Um, Greg, who you got? Yeah, um, I I like. Brooks Kapka a lot this weekend. Sure. Uh, back to he back. He's a gamer. He shows up for the majors. Um, we like that. Go ahead and sprinkle Fatty Patty, 25 to 1, and a little bit of a sprinkle on Justin Rose, 55 to 1. Rose. Justin Rose mows the course, shows up for the majors. So it was uh, what? It went Brooks back to back, and then it was Gary Woodland out of nowhere, out of left field, uh, then Bryson um okay here's the dk here's the dk we got a little daniel berger remember he won at pebble beach we're heading back out west eh, maybe that dude could like play that. on the cliffs how about that he's a sleeper sure uh billy horschel i feel like this dude's always got high odds and just he's a good DraftKings value play webb webb former champ webb simpson uh got my boy speeth in here Will Zalatoris, just an auto cut maker. So you got to throw him in the fucking DK there. And how about my boy here? Who is, oh, I just lost him. Is it Chalk Kim? Uh, Chan Kim. Uh, this dude, a uh, little 6,100 DraftKings. I think he's the lowest on the leaderboard. Uh, if you're just fishing for some money there to round out the roster, I got Chalk Kim. I think he, here we go. I got to see this. He actually so finished. Jim. He finished. John Kim, he finished 23rd at the PGA. How about that? He's back. <laughs> We're back, Major too. Player. Corbett's corner. Uh, Eddie Kortz, Greg Weber, Al Dawson. I'm Dylan Corbett. Birds win. Are we back? One game over 500. Are the Twins back? Uh, uh, the poll ads, certainly yeah. their uh, money's not back. 
Uh, we'll talk to you later in the week. The baseball season continues. We'll get some more thoughts on the Stanley Cup playoffs as they continue. And I just saw the Nets one, too. That's a 3-2 lead as James Harden returned. It was a non-factor. Katie went the fuck off. All right, take care, folks.